1: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And any time is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
0: When you listen to yourself, like when you are re-listening to the show yeah. to edit it, yeah, do you sound so different yeah, than um, you think you sound? Yeah,
4: it's honestly, doing it for so long, it's changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Hearing both of us, I get to keep telling myself, oh, man, this doesn't sound like me. But then I listen to your voice, mm-hmm. and it sounds exactly like I hear you. So I think that, oh, okay, well, then I must sound like I sound. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes... It, just in the world, just your own voice. <laughs> I think I can get away from you. Mm. And if I not if I'm not paying attention to how I'm speaking, if oh. I'm not putting some effort Ooh, into <laughs> the voice that I want to have. Right. Then sometimes it's like your posture slumping and like your mm. voice gets like really lazy and gross. That's
0: true. Sometimes you know, I'll be like, be like no way down in my throat.
4: Sit up, speak normally. Not through your nose. <laughs> and actually this is I would say this is closer to my normal natural voice day to day. No, this is this is how I sound. No,
0: that's your berry white impression. <laughs> Barry White.
4: Berry White Wishes.
0: <laughs> Barry White Wishes. That's the, that's your single. <laughs> Barry
4: White Wishes. Sing
0: a sing a few lines of your new single, Barry White Wishes.
4: Oh, I went down to the store. Oh. And I bought myself some more socks because my feet <laughs> We're getting big <laughs> um, and i went back to my house uh-huh. and i put on both those socks and i also put on my hot pink wig uh-huh. and then i danced around the room and i said hey look at me <laughs> but no one else was around so i was alone, alone. and i jumped and screamed and sang and I took a bell and I rang Ooh. until all the neighbors came up to my door.
2: You know what's that country do like Barry White,
0: White? <laughs> <laughs> Barry White was funky. Okay. But, <laughs> what is this country song you singing?
4: I don't know. I'm in the I'm in a country song mood.
0: I guess so. Today. I guess so. <laughs> Talk about
4: transitions. We're getting right into it. Why not? Because we are in, we're in the we're in the south today. We down exactly in Tennessee, that. Kentucky.
0: Oh, wow. Nashville. Bluegrass and banjos.
4: Classic 70s, 80s, 90s country nice. pop music. Um, Diana, what's your relationship to country music? We don't really talk about this because I don't think either of us has much of one.
0: I mean, I don't have much of one, although I have a lot of family from Kentucky. Yeah, you So do. there are a lot of bluegrass lovers, a lot of gospel, right. records, going on in grandma's house and mom mom loves that stuff too yeah yeah i did always like johnny cash sure like old school country i never really liked pop country that never appealed to me i will say after watching uh oh brother where art thou um i loved that soundtrack yeah i did i played that soundtrack a lot
4: that got us all into like old-timey bluegrass right like we were all like Give me that down by the river gospel music. For real. I want or the soggy like,
0: bottom boys. Right? <laughs> but I wanna I wanna party. Let's put on the soggy <laughs> bottom boys. <laughs>
4: I, similarly, like I love that old brother style, you know, mm-hmm. real old timey, scratchy yeah. vinyl record, big rock candy mountain kind totally. of stuff. For me, I would say my strongest relationship to country music is also very old, not quite as old, but forties, fifties. Mm-hmm. I think like Marty Robbins, like cowboy music, word out in the mm-hmm. out in the old west. And I, honest, I, I'll be fully honest. This kid was born out of playing Fallout New Vegas. Oh. because the soundtrack to that game is a lot of old cowboy music. Yeah. And uh, and it was playing in the background. I think Big Iron was one of the big songs that played in that game a lot mm-hmm. on the radio. And uh, I was like, this, this, this is kind of a bop. Let me <laughs> see what's going on here with, with Marty Robbins. And I just, when I drove the for the first time by myself out west, mm-hmm. when I hit the desert, I was like, this cool. is what I'm putting on. And I put on like a playlist and it was just jamming to, mm-hmm. to these old... You right, know, old cowboy like country hits. Hank
0: Williams Jr. Sure, that and... kind of stuff.
4: I don't know. I really connected to it. And now whenever I'm in the desert, I feel like I need to listen to that music.
0: It makes sense. I was just about to say this. I, I will never say that I dislike an entire genre of music. Right. Because I don't think music works that way. Yeah. I feel like music is so much about your mood yeah. and your surroundings and what kind of mood you want to be in. Fully. I'm not going to... If I'm just like pulling up Spotify, cleaning the house, it, I'm not going to choose country music. Yeah. But there's a time and a place where that's the only thing <laughs> you need to have on, or else it just doesn't, it just fits so well. It makes you feel like, I don't know, like, like driving through the desert. It's like you have the right soundtrack.
4: I've seen you kick down a door and take out an entire gang of like drug dealers and thieves, and you put on that's right. like Def Leppard. You know it, yeah, and it's it's perfect. What else? Are you I think that's play? <laughs> pretty cool. I mean, you're you're always like doing wall kicks and mm-hmm. like flipping, mm-hmm. and you know, yep. knocking down three dudes at a time.
0: On one, and you've nostalgia. got some
4: some serious heavy metal going on. Yeah, it yeah. works. I totally get it. Well, we should get into it because today's episode, obviously, we're talking about country music. We are. This episode was born out of a simple, little, brief, not even three sentence message on Instagram <laughs> from our listener Courtney May Klaus at Klaus 830 on Instagram. And side note, I cannot say the name Klaus without saying Klaus! Klaus! <laughs> because it's just, it sounds like it should be that. So Courtney messaged us simply saying, listen to the story of Shu and the story of the butterfly. Sounds an awful lot like the song Whiskey Lullaby, once you said Beneath the Willow Tree. Hmm. And as people who don't know a lot about especially pop country music, we figured, all right, let's look up this song. It's Brad Paisley and Alison Krauss. It's called Whiskey Lullaby. I'm like, oh, a a, a duet. Are they a couple? No, they're not. So (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, never mind. Maybe there's nothing here. But as I'm just sort of glancing at the lyrics of this song, I come to find out that one of the writers, John Randall, was inspired for some of the lyrics to this song by his very challenging divorce from country singer Lori Morgan. And whenever... Either of us, I think, finds out that two people were married or divorced. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. Is so, this an episode? D- was it ridiculous? Bill. <laughs> you know? Well, it turns out, my friends, that country legend Lori Morgan was married no less than six times. <sighs> and oh. it does get pretty ridiculous there for a minute. So Country
0: music King Henry. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so thank you so much Courtney because from that right. little offhanded reference to a song, you've given us a full episode. Yay, so, Klaus. Let's dive in, find out about Lori Morgan, her six husbands, and the devastating divorce that would lead to a country hit.
0: Let's get on this horse and ride. <laughs> hey there friends, come listen well. Eli
1: and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or no romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all, an abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second
0: glance, we'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance. A production of iHeartRadio.
4: All right, Lori Morgan. She was born in 1959. Her father was famed country legend George Morgan. Now, this is my kind of music, because George was known as a country crooner, Mm. so he had a voice like a Rat Pack Vegas lounge singer, right? Just real smooth, deep voice, beautiful singer, but he put his talents into country songs. Um, Now, his daughter, Lori, was born in 59, and her full name was Loretta Lynn Morgan. Mm. And of course, everyone is thinking, well, she was named after famous country legend Loretta Lynn, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, but actually, Lori was born in 1959. Loretta Lynn did not come to Nashville to get famous until about 1961. Hmm. So she was just named that by coincidence. In fact, Lori was on Larry King's show doing an interview, and she said that Loretta Lynn always referred to her as her namesake, which hmm. she was very proud of, of sure. course. But that's not really the case. It was just kind of a naming coincidence. Huh. Just a just a good sounding country name, I Loretta guess. Loretta
0: Lynn, just a popular name at Loretta the time. Loretta Lynn. Yeah, she got welcomed into the country music biz in 1972 when she performed with her dad at the Grand Ole Opry at just 13 years old. Lori and her dad, George, sang the song Paper Roses together, which had first been recorded by Anita Bryant in 1960. Okay. And like side note, we're just going to go ahead and call Anita Bryant this week's villain of the week. (laughs) Because in the 1970s, she's the bitch who made it her business to protest against gay rights. Wow. She was also one of the first public figures to get pied in the face. There you go. Take that, Anita. (laughs) Uh, The pie thrower was Tom L. Higgins, who is the author and gay rights activist who coined the term gay pride.
4: Oh, okay.
0: So thanks, Anita Bryant. You helped a few thousand people learn more about gay history today. There you go. What a legacy. Your life's goal.
4: (laughs) I didn't um, know uh, uh, who coined the term "gay pride." I, I thought it was either. just always out there,
0: right? Oh, also another thing about Anita Bryant because I like dunking on her. <laughs> Vincent Price once said in a TV interview that Oscar Wilde's play "A Woman of No Importance" must be about Anita Bryant.
4: <laughs> <I> <laughs> He's Vincent Price, the best. Also, apparently, Johnny Carson, like every week, had an Anita Bryant dunk.
0: Yes, yeah, Johnny he Carson. was relentless
4: making fun of her.
0: I love that. Yeah, thank you, Johnny. Uh huh. Also in 2021, Anita's granddaughter, Sarah Green, announced that she was engaged to a woman and was having a hard time deciding if she should invite her grandmother to the ceremony. (laughs) So all the best to Sarah. I hope your wedding was lovely and Anita Free.
4: Anyway, so Lori Morgan and her dad George sang Paper Roses, and they got a standing ovation at the Grand Ole Opry. But sadly, just three years later, her father died after complications from heart surgery. Mm -hmm. Now, Lori, she's 16. She went on to tour with members from his band, and eventually she went to work for the publishing firm Acuff Rose Music as a receptionist and a demo singer. And in 1979, this led to her singing with Hickory Records, and she put out two singles two people in love and tell me i'm only dreaming and these both charted with billboards hot country songs but by the end of the year she had also released i'm completely satisfied with you and this was a duet that she made with her father using archive vocals of his and like some some newfangled electronic manipulation um supposed to be real sweet and this also made the charts and then she started touring with nightclubs. She was opening for musicians who, if you know country, are big names like Jack Green, Jeannie Seeley, and Billy Thundercloud, who I cool. found out was a First Nations Canadian country singer.
0: Cool name. Yeah.
4: He had the first uh, full First Nations band. And they were wow, all like, cool. or at least, you know, on the charts or something like that. But they yeah. were all, uh, they all, they were pretty famous. You that think was awesome.
0: using someone's archived vocals to do a duet was mm-hmm. controversial like them like, like the Beatles today? doing the AI John Lennon thing I don't
4: think so. I don't know I don't know because I don't find the John Lennon thing to be that controversial myself because they're not generating it's not like John Lennon never took part in this song they found a song that he did record and used AI to like make it sound good right right so it's if it's not something the same like that as like
0: a hologram john lennon walking out and being like eat tostitos yeah
4: right
2: exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh everybody eat tostitos delicious here's a day in the life of me first i start the day with delicious lucky charms <laughs>
0: Damn, John Lennon. That's when you get mad. Uh (laughs) I think that's when you need to get mad is when they start to make John Lennon say some shit that he would never say.
4: (laughs) Imagine all the people drinking Folgers coffee.
0: (laughs) Okay, back to Lori. Sorry. (laughs) I'm going all in with plays. So at 20 years old, Lori Morgan started touring as a backup vocalist for international country superstar George Jones. I've heard that name. Sure. While she was there, she met another young up-and-comer named Sammy Kershaw. Ooh. And they flirted. You know, they probably had a little fling on the side. Right, you know, right. a little something-something. But it was nothing serious. Because Lori's real focus was on George Jones's bassist, a young man named Ron Gaddis. And when he met Lori, his bass line hit a solid... country group yeah is that what i don't know i don't know know Bass country music (laughs) base terms okay (laughs) he 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 plucked her string just right okay anyway so she and ron gaddis hit it off and they got married late in 1979 now it's not much known about their marriage they did have a daughter together named morgan anastasia gaddis anastasia was Lori's mother's full name okay But unfortunately, their marriage only lasted about two years, and it ended in divorce. And we don't know how or why or, like, what happened to Ron after. But Lori's career continued to grow. In 1984, at 25 years old, she became the youngest inductee of the Grand Ole Opry. And the next year, she met Keith Whitley.
4: So Keith Whitley is another country star making huge waves. And when they started dating in 1985... They were like the ultimate country music power couple, right? Mm-hmm. This would be like today. Um, non-country comparison is like Billie Eilish and, um, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the, um, one of the, one of the, um, circling, Find one <laughs> of <one it. laughs> the, uh, uh, I'm having a stroke. Wow, um,
0: <laughs> you can't think of a single name. No,
4: I've got it. It's the band, the K-pop guys.
0: Oh, the BTS guy. Yeah,
4: BTS. One of the BTS. Billie Eilish and a BTS. Those are comparable aged people, right? Sure. I don't know. I actually
0: don't know. (laughs) Damn, we
4: are so lame when it comes (laughs) to music. (laughs) We're like, we're not that into country music, but otherwise, we also know nothing about (laughs) pop music. (laughs) All right. So, anyway, it was a big deal, is all I'm getting at here.
0: (laughs) You could have just said Jay Z and Beyonce.
4: Yeah, it wasn't that big, though. Okay. Too much. That's, <laughs> yeah, too, that's far. too far. Okay,
0: that's too far. <laughs> no one's like Jay-Z and Beyonce, right. except Jay-Z exactly. and freaking Beyonce. Exactly.
4: How dare I Very true. suggest. All right. So big country power couple. But Keith had kind of a rough life up to this point. He grew up in Sandy Hook, Kentucky, which is in a dry county. Lots of dry counties in Kentucky. True. You can't buy alcohol there. And what happens is some of the teenagers there who are in the rural Kentucky, where I don't know if you know, but there's not a lot to do. Not
0: really. So
4: they start trying to fill their time by drinking bootleg whiskey, you know, some moonshine out of a jar in the backyard somewhere. And they would race their cars around the Kentucky mountains which obviously while drinking is a bad combination. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Once Keith was riding shotgun in a car with his friend uh, and his friend who was driving tried to pull a turn at 120 miles an hour while the car wrecked and his friend, the driver, was killed. Keith himself nearly broke his neck and barely survived the accident. Keith also once drove a car off a cliff into a frozen river and he managed to only break his collarbone this time. (sighs) But in 1983, Keith's brother Randy and his father Elmer died in a motorcycle accident.
0: Damn. So just a
4: awesome. lot of challenges, tragedy, pain, heartbreak. And despite all this success, which I'm sure fueled a lot of his music, Keith was battling with alcoholism his whole life. Mm. And depression, I'm sure, as well.
0: But he and Lori tied the knot in 1986. A year in, they had a son named Jesse Keith Whitley. And Keith even adopted Lori's daughter, Morgan, from her previous marriage with the bassist. Both of their careers were skyrocketing. Keith had been recording songs for a new album, but he kind of felt like they weren't up to his standards. So he went to RCA, he asked if they could scrap everything and just start over and let him have, you know, more creative control with the writing and the producing of the music. Right. So
4: most country music is written by other people than the singers sure. a lot of the time. So and yeah. he's
0: like, "Let me you know, this ain't hitting. I yeah. want to, let me, let me drive this train. Uh-huh. And they agreed.
4: Which is surprising. That's bold for them to, he must have had some real sway. It I was about shows to say, that
0: thing. shows, must. you know, he must have been making good money for yeah. them. Yeah. So they said, all right. And in 1988, he was topping the country charts with songs like, I'm no stranger to the rain. Oh. And don't close your eyes.
4: Off the top of your head, do you know any of the lyrics to I'm no stranger to the rain that you could sing us, Diana? Sure. Yeah, please. <laughs>
0: Well I don't know about sunshine.
4: Oh and
0: I don't know about flowers. Oh but I know all about thunder cuz I'm no stranger to the rain. Wow. You
4: can <laughs> totally see why that topped the charts. Beautiful.
0: Can, can you? Yeah,
4: hey, hey, I'm, I've, I've got it on loop well, right good. now. I'll be I'm listening so to glad. that for the rest of the night.
0: It's a very good song.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't know about flowers. Anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, Lori Morgan had signed with RCA as well. She put out her first single with them in late 1988, and then in 1989, she started touring to promote her debut album leave the light on
4: oh lovely and so this would have been the first time that she went out to like tour on her own name to sell her own music but on May 9th just two days before this album was released Keith Whitley woke up he made a phone call to his mother and he had breakfast with his brother-in-law Lane Lane was gonna take him golfing and then in the evening Keith was planning to sit down and work on songs for him and Lori to sing together when she got back because Lori was still on tour while she was gone, she asked Lane to keep an eye on Keith. This was the first time that they'd been apart for a long time since they got married, and she knew enough about Keith, you know, with his depression, with his alcoholism, to be worried about him being all alone all of a sudden. Lane dropped Keith off at home at 8:30 a.m. and said he would pick him back up in an hour for golf. When he got back to Keith's place, Lane found Keith face down on the bed, unresponsive. Mm. He was rushed to the hospital but pronounced dead at the age of 34. The medical examiner said Keith's blood alcohol level was 0.47, which they said is the equivalent of drinking 13 shots of high-proof whiskey back-to-back.
0: Oh, my God.
4: Lori, of course, was crushed, and she actually spent the next few years dedicated to preserving Keith's memory and his contributions to country music. Then in 1994, in an interview, she said, quote, at this point in my life, if I met another Keith Whitley, I would walk away because I don't think I could handle it. But as far as him being the one, yeah, I think we could have lasted forever.
0: Aw, that's sad. Yeah.
4: Get an, a, a sense for how challenging it probably was. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't think I could handle it. No. But someone who's I... very famous and totally powerful and also very depressed and an alcoholic, that's got to be really challenging.
0: Well, and, you know, from her perspective, she's thinking of all of everything while he was alive and also having to deal with him dying that way. Like, I think she's like also saying, I can't do that again. Yeah. I cannot be told. Oh, my brother called me and is telling me that my husband's unresponsive and all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Like that would be really hard to go through
4: Mm.
0: once. (laughs)
4: But it was definitely not her last whirlwind romance. In fact, that's just number two of her (laughs) six marriages. So we're going to come back. They do keep getting crazier and crazier. (laughs) Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to the show, y'all. We had some good commercials. Now they're done. And we're going to keep on telling you this story. Um, And fortunately, it doesn't end with a gun.
0: Oh, that is (laughs) good. (laughs) Spoiler
4: alert. There's no shootings in this one.
0: No shootings. Great news. Okay, so we know Lori, you know, very devastated by the Keith Whitley death.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
1: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry radio discover more shows and movies for free
2: toyota believes in the power of personal choice for reducing carbon emissions beyond zero is their vision to go beyond carbon neutrality and they're working toward it with a diverse lineup of electrified vehicles and electrified doesn't just mean plugified either Toyota offers more low and zero emissions vehicles combined than any other automaker, so you have choices that fit your lifestyle. Whether you want a hybrid EV that starts and handles like a traditional Toyota with better MPG, a battery EV that delivers a smooth, silent, clean ride, or a plug-in hybrid EV that goes between battery and fuel to give you the best of both worlds, Toyota has you covered. And for those of you who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. But it doesn't stop with vehicles. Toyota is decreasing its plastic waste, supporting water conservation efforts, and expanding programs that protect critical species, all to help reduce their environmental footprint and create a positive impact on society. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions. That's Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com electrified vehicles beyond dash zero dash vision. Toyota. Let's go places.
0: So it was a few years before Lori started looking for love again. But in 1991, she had a marriage more like her first marriage in that we don't know much about it and it didn't last very long. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, His name was Brad Thompson. All right. And he was the bus driver for country star Clint Black.
4: I know that name.
0: Do you? I didn't.
4: Yeah. Clint Black. Famous enough for me to be familiar with his name when I see it.
0: (laughs) Famous enough. That should be on his tour bus. Famous (laughs) enough for Eli Banks to know about.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Now, Lori was touring with Clint, and she had her eye on Brad. But, you know, he's the bus driver. (laughs) He's not going to go ask out one of the hit stars of the tour. Fair, That would be maybe a bit presumptuous for Brad to do. (laughs) So Lori's like, this one's on me. (laughs) She went and asked him out. And soon, Brad asked Lori to marry him. Five months later, she did with Clint Black standing as Brad's best man. Pretty cool. But it turned out that Brad had a drinking problem that Lori did not oh, know about. Oh, man. Once, she came home from a tour to find Brad getting ready to take her son, Jesse, out in the snow. Okay. And she's like, what y'all doing? And Brad said, quote, I'm going to pull Jesse on a slid behind my truck. Oh. And, of course, Lori could smell the alcohol on him, even oh. if he didn't sound like I just sounded. <laughs> right, <laughs> She yeah. could smell it. <laughs> so she flipped out about right. this. Um, because, of course, we already know she has a bad history with people who were alcoholics. Yeah. She was also already stressed out. She had some bad money problems and even worse health problems. Because after a few weeks of having like constant pain in her abdomen, Lori discovered that she had endometriosis.
4: Oh, Uh, yeah. Her doctors recommended that she have surgery to have the cysts on her ovaries removed. But while she was on the operating table, the surgeons decided that it would be best for her to have a full hysterectomy since she was under of course she could not decide or consent to this but her husband could mm-hmm. so it was up to Brad the doctors went to him and were like hey should we should give your wife a hysterectomy you in or you out yeah
0: sign here or whatever
4: and i mean like i can't imagine that's a fun choice for Brad either not because at all. he's got to not only if he ever cares about having kids with her, uh-huh. you know, that's something he has to consider. And also, oh, I'm making this huge life changing decision for you. Uh-huh. But also it might it's medically necessary and uh-huh. you might have to go into surgery again later. Nobody wants to do it twice.
0: No, there's really this. This feels like a situation where there's no way to be right. Yeah. Or, or do a good <laughs> job. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I feel like either way you can get in a lot of
4: well arguments. He he decided that they should go for it mm-hmm. and so she didn't even find out that she'd had her uterus removed until she woke up from the operation
2: mm-hmm.
4: she wrote that she was depressed when she found out that she wouldn't have any more kids but ultimately she was you know a very religious person she said it's it was god's will i'm okay with that mm-hmm. plus of course she was not so sure that things were going to work out with brad and she thought maybe having another kid with him would have been a bad move anyway mm-hmm. And sure enough, she filed for divorce from Brad in 1993, less than two years after they got married. She said she basically never saw or heard from him again, although reports say that in their divorce, Lori gave Brad $65,000 and a pickup truck, which also sounds like a country song to (laughs) me. It sure
0: does. (laughs)
4: I got $65,000 and a pickup truck in my (laughs) divorce, and now I'm going on to... Eat a pie. Oh
0: wow! I <laughs> thought it was gonna be something about like and, and and a pickup truck, and now all I see is you in my rear view.
4: Oh, see, that's pretty good. Now we got something.
0: Now we got it. Somebody call up John got, Randall. This song's got,
2: this song's
4: got <laughs> legs This legs for nice <laughs> So Brad got the sixty-five k, the pickup truck. Apparently, she also gave him back all his possessions, which included a photo of him that said "World's Greatest Bus Driver." Pretty Which I would good. want that back too. I also would find no reason to keep that if in the divorce. <laughs> I'd
0: be like, I don't I don't need do like, this. This is you can ha-
4: yes, you can have your weird picture back.
0: Well now before Lori's divorce with Brad was finalized and he had his pickup truck, she was dating the Dallas Cowboys quarterback Troy Aikman.
4: Ooh, do you know Troy Aikman? Not at all. Oh man.
0: Less than Clint Black, do I know Troy Aikman? Wow. Okay. Somehow. I mean, I was,
4: ne- you know, I'm ne- I was never a big football fan, but when I was a kid, you know, early 90s, definitely Troy Aikman was a huge name. It was like him, Dan Marino, OJ Simpson, all of them turned out great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all turned out fantastic. Still right. making headlines. To yeah, well, day. that's for sure.
4: Some more than others.
0: Uh, Right. I think the only name in the 90s that I knew related to sports was Dave Justice. And Chipper Jones, because the 1996 Braves won the World
4: Series. Oh, something. well, there you go. So, yeah, anyway. I wasn't in Atlanta yet. So I didn't know Chipper Jones until he moved down here, but I never knew Dave Justice. Dave Justice and Chipper Jones also sounds like a country song to me. Right? Like, "Old Dave Justice and Chipper Jones going down Atlanta, and they're entering your homes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're
0: entering their
4: homes. <laughs> I, think this, I think I said entering your homes. <laughs>
0: Why are they coming to my house? Like, it sounds kind of scary, like funny games. Like James <laughs> Justice as Jeffrey Jones sneaking Coming in your to house. Atlanta
4: and they're entering your homes.
0: <laughs> and causing psychological damage.
4: <laughs> wow. I thought maybe they were just like signing baseballs or something.
0: Oh, well, that'd be nice. I don't know why I went to the funny games. <laughs> why are they why serial going killers? So negative right away? I should yeah. really start therapy again. You
4: really should. <laughs>
0: should look into this why is it like the first <laughs> thing i thought first... was like they're trying to murder me
4: <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> you're like oh it's like a nice make a wish type visit <laughs> but well me, even
4: then you go sit i'm just like they're coming in to sign baseballs and you're like it's my last it's wish my last... <laughs> wow
0: you're so right oh my god
4: <laughs> so negative
0: psychological damage <laughs> Alright, <laughs> well. Uh,
4: that's for
0: another podcast. <laughs> for can we get a can we get a Better Help, help sponsorship over here? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start another show called What the fuck is wrong with Diana? <laughs> and it'll just be me to ask and Better Help. <laughs> What's wrong with me? And it'll be like, "You know what, girl? Great question." <laughs> we oh, wow. have a lot to do. A, a
4: ringing endorsement of Better Help. I, I think right? we just lost our sponsorship.
0: <laughs> Look, I just want to try to say is BetterHelp can't just tell you what's wrong with you. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. (laughs) I think BetterHelp would agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry. I'm feeling so silly today. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. All right. So whatever. Lori was dating the well-known, everyone knows about him, (laughs) Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Troy Aikman. (laughs) At first, she was very disinterested when her friend was trying to match her up with Troy. But... He was very handsome and successful, and he did not have a drinking problem. Ooh,
4: check, check, check.
0: So they started dating, but it was a lot. Tabloids, gossip magazines, morning news. Uh, She couldn't go to the supermarket without it being a big deal. You know, they're like, stars they are just like us. They eat food, you know. (laughs) And so this was a level of fame that Lori really didn't get as a country music star. Right. Right. Also, a big problem with them was that Troy wanted kids and he was eight years younger than Lori was. So he's dating an older woman who had two children already, who also definitely could not have any more children. That was really tough for him. And Lori wrote, quote, I couldn't blame him for that. That's a big hurdle for a man in his mid 20s. So they broke up amicably less than a year later.
4: Right. So Lori's single now. Mm-hmm. She's killing it professionally. Nice. She's playing on TV, she's doing huge concerts alongside big names. She was on the soundtrack for the Beverly Hillbillies movie, which had like Dolly Parton and and Willie Nelson like a lot of big names. She also put out a Christmas album that had her doing duets with Andy Williams, Johnny Mathis, and Tammy Wynette. She even starred in a TV pilot about a country music singing detective uh, called Lorelai Lee. This show was not picked up for a series. <laughs> and I'm half wondering <laughs> if it's not just because people couldn't pronounce Lorelai Lee. Lorelai Reminds me of the Rural Juror from 30 Rock. <laughs> rural Juror. <laughs> the Rural Juror? Lorelai Lee. Have you seen it? You sound drunk when you talk about it.
0: Lorelai Also, a country music singing, country detective, music singing detective sounds detective. kind of... Silly, but I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe they do a song after every, uh-huh. or or they do the song and it, they reveal the the culprit. Oh yeah! In the lyrics, they're
4: like, "Turns out David Justice and Chipper Jones had come down to Atlanta. They were entering <laughs> homes.
0: I knew it. It was a crime all the time. Be suspicious. You were right to be <laughs>
4: suspicious of everything.
0: Yes, never trust your fellow man.
4: <laughs> wow."
0: Indication.
4: All right. Well, after dating Troy Aikman, Lori went in a different direction. And in 1994, she started dating U.S. Senator Fred Thompson of Tennessee.
0: Wow. So she's had a bassist, a bus driver, uh-huh. a football, a football player, star, and, a, well, and a, a country music singer, of course. Yeah, sure. Keith. And then now a senator. Yep. Wow, she really does do be trying different lifestyles. (laughs) Yeah,
4: (laughs) right? She said in her autobiography, Forever Yours Faithfully, My Love Story, that Fred was great. He he is so great, even his ex-wife still liked him. Wow. Uh, She said that she liked dating an older, successful man, and she felt very secure with him. Mm. He also was very kind to her. He pushed her to feel more confident about her talents and her music and everything. Uh, He lavished her with gifts, obviously a very wealthy man because he's a Southern senator. Mm. And Fred was even mulling a presidential run at that point. And Lori wrote, quote, I would be sitting at a glamorous party and have the flickering thought, so this is what it's like to be a first lady. Hell, I could handle that. Then I would say, "Oops, better drop the hell." <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's <funny>. but you <laughs> love those like
4: beautiful country singers, and they and they mm-hmm. but they just have you know foul mouth. Love they got that. no hesitation, occurs and stuff. You
0: know, I'm into that. Oh, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> but yeah, Lori thought dating a politician was too stifling. Sure, she wrote, "quote." I could not express myself as a pungent, pithy country singer. I began to feel programmed to smile and be, well, political. I put myself to the task of being a great companion to a stimulating and important man. And as a result, I became boring.
4: Mm.
0: I mean, right there, she had to drop the hell. Yeah. Right? So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. She said she felt like everything she said, she had to think about the political implications. She couldn't really be herself, and just like when she dated Troy Aikman, every time she went out in public, it was tabloids and TV analyzing everything she wore, every facial expression she made. Which I was gonna say, yeah. I feel like dating a senator is not oh, a way no. to get yeah. out of the public eye. Right,
4: right. Feels so, like in the worst, uh, worst direction.
0: Even worse, right?
4: She said, "I used to think I better drop the hell. <laughs> then I realized I better drop the hell out of this relationship." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I dropped the hymn instead. Shortly after they broke up, she started dating another country singer and songwriter named John Randall. Oh, there he is. John Randall, the co-writer of the song Whiskey Lullaby. We got him. We made it, Finally. (laughs) Everybody clap. Uh, So in 1996, they got married. Same year she broke up with the senator. Yeah. So just a quickie. A real quick quick turnaround for old Lori. (laughs) Uh, A year later, she published her autobiography that we mentioned earlier, Forever Yours, Faithfully, My Love Story.
4: Oh, okay. So she's married and she puts out this autobiography Mm -hmm. titled My Love Story. Right. Well, Entertainment Weekly gave the book a C. Oh. Saying, quote, Morgan offers unsavory new details about Keith Whitley's last days and dishes the skinny on dating Troy Aikman and Senator Fred Thompson. But she doesn't do much soul-searching about the four marriages she's racked up by age 38. And when she fails to even mention her current spouse, singer John Randall, you can't help but size him up as a future ex-husband. Ooh, ouch. (laughs) I think that's insane for someone to publish... An autobiography called Forever Yours Faithfully, My Love Story, Uh and not mention their current spouse.
0: I mean, that is pretty crazy. That's
4: a little prescient, maybe.
0: (laughs) Though I don't love the judgment that I'm hearing in not much soul searching about the four marriages she's racked up by age 38. Yeah. Now, Lori, I don't think that she's necessarily the steadiest life partner or anything, but one of them died. You know, it's not like she's oh, yeah, trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to jump from man to man or no, something. Sure. There's just, the, there's, it smacks of a judgment that I don't love. Yeah. <laughs>
4: like, I, I totally get that.
0: I just wonder, you know, I have to wonder if, if it was a man who had racked up for marriage that they would even mention it. Right. You know, it'd just be like, uh, some dude doing his thing. Yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, like, I just don't, I don't see them being like, he needs to really think about what he's doing. <laughs> like, right. Just, it's never like that.
4: No, you're right. So, I don't know. And to be fair, On page 287 out of 301, so 14 pages (laughs) before the end, she does mention John Randall once. Oh, there Um, I am. (laughs) Yes, she does say, I married a country singer named John Randall, and it must have been really hard for him to see me writing about all my ex-husbands all the time. That's it. That's the only mention of him. She didn't, like, go in and add a chapter about, like, but I finally found the love of my life, and I'm so excited. (laughs) That that was not in there.
0: (laughs) You think John read it and was like... Okay. Okay. Am I picking up what you're putting down? Is there a
4: sequel you're planning? Or (laughs) because it says my love story and I ain't in it.
0: I'm not in it. (laughs) So. Guess it's not my love story. It
4: says forever yours faithfully, and it's not to me, (laughs) your husband. So that's interesting.
0: Now, I will say in defense of their <laughs> smack of judgment that it is funny to call your book forever yours faithfully. And then we talk about all these different men.
4: <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> that, that is I mean, true. That is, I
4: do think that, that mostly refers to Keith because she's sure. like he died. It, he and a lot of it been. was about her dealing with his death, which I understand. Right. But yeah, it is kind of like my love story. But you know who doesn't factor into my love story at all? <laughs> My current husband. The
0: guy whose ring I'm wearing. (laughs) Well, in December of 1996, just a month after their wedding, Lori and her new husband, John, performed together on the Grand Ole Opry, singing a duet of the song, By My Side. Mm. In 1997, Lori performed the national anthem at the Daytona 500, which was historic because it was also Jeff Gordon's first Daytona win. Look at that. She also sang Let It Snow at the White House Christmas Tree Lighting. Oh. And in 1998, Tabloids claimed she had quote a wild ride in the backseat of a limousine with President Bill Clinton.
3: Oh, scandalous!
0: Ooh-wee! The Lori angrily refuted this story. She said her only interaction with Bill Clinton was in public for the tree lighting.
4: Uh huh.
0: Um, but of course, it makes sense to be like you know our our swinging playboy president. Well,
4: I mean, Bill Clinton said in January of ninety eight. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. So talking about Monica Lewinsky, of course. So this would have been right. So if he was fooling around with more than one woman, as men who fool around with other women often uh, do, very true. Um, I'm just, look, I will totally take Lori's word for this.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But there's a part of my brain she can't convince that something didn't happen here. <laughs> you know, there's little, little part of that tabloid stuck in my head. That's how they make their money.
0: I just love thinking that an actual wild night with Bill Clinton would be like, he pulls out the sacks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's time for carols, whispers or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and she's in the back of the limousine, like, hanging out in the sunroof.
4: <laughs> He's got fucking Baker Street blasting. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> she's, she's like, just it just was a time wild for time too."
4: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> also, a side note, just a little happy story. A month after that, in April of 98, on Interstate 65 in Nashville two dogs got loose on the highway and drivers had to like hit the brakes to avoid them and it caused this huge backup that Lori's tour bus got stuck in. So Lori Morgan got out of her bus, walked across the highway and rescued the two dogs. Yay, Lori. Um, She showed up late for her rehearsal covered in mud. Worth it.
4: Well, later that year, Lori recorded a duet with a country singer that she knew way back when. And he had become quite famous himself. His name was Sammy Kershaw. And if you remember, back when she was touring with George Jones when she was 20 years old, she had a little fling with young Sammy Kershaw before she ended up marrying the bassist, Ron Gaddis. right. Well, turns out the spark was still alive between Lori and Sammy, who was also very married. It's gonna get messy in here. So before we get to her fifth marriage, let's take a quick break, prepare for all this drama... And see how it eventually leads to the song that Courtney originally sent us, Whiskey Lullaby. Find out how right after this. Welcome back, y'all, to the show. Chipper Jones is here and he's coming in your door. Oh, my God,
0: Chipper! (laughs) I
4: can't get away from this song. It's so fun.
0: I'm terrified of Chipper Jones showing up at my door. So it's the late 90s. Country music star Lori Morgan is married to another country singer and songwriter, John Randall. Now, the big picture of what happened next is totally true, but the little details are from some tabloids. Okay. So we'll try to differentiate for you. Yeah. So you can take the tabloid stuff with a large grain of salt.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
1: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
2: toyota believes in the power of personal choice for reducing carbon emissions beyond zero is their vision to go beyond carbon neutrality and they're working toward it with a diverse lineup of electrified vehicles and electrified doesn't just mean plugified either Toyota offers more low and zero emissions vehicles combined than any other automaker, so you have choices that fit your lifestyle. Whether you want a hybrid EV that starts and handles like a traditional Toyota with better MPG, a battery EV that delivers a smooth, silent, clean ride, or a plug-in hybrid EV that goes between battery and fuel to give you the best of both worlds, Toyota has you covered. And for those of you who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool, but it doesn't stop with vehicles. Toyota is decreasing its plastic waste, supporting water conservation efforts, and expanding programs that protect critical species, all to help reduce their environmental footprint and create a positive impact on society. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions. That's Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com/electrified-vehicles/beyond-zero-vision. Toyota, let's go places. Sure,
0: sure. So, according to Star Magazine, in 1998, Lori was recording a duet with another country star, Sammy Kershaw. Now, we know Sammy and Lori had that little fling when they were both touring with George Jones back in '79, but she ended up marrying the bassist. Well, Sammy and Lori crossed paths a lot over the years, and they kept in touch a little. But the star says that during these recording sessions, they were, quote, flirting heavily. And they were also going to each other's concerts. They even did a few duets outside the studio, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh. Now, that's the star.
4: Okay. A little honky-tonk in the bedroom there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. Now, the star also says that John Randall started hearing these rumors. And according to a friend, quote, he started calling Sammy's band members, asking, what's going on with my wife and Sammy? Yikes. Well, they must have given him some detailed answers because on August 8th of 1999, the Tennessean reported that John Randall and Lori Morgan were getting a divorce. Meanwhile, Sammy Kershaw's wife, Kim, whom he had been married to for 14 years and had two daughters with, was none too happy when news got back to her that her husband had been fooling around with his long-lost sweetheart. No. On November 9th of 1999, she filed for divorce from Sammy in Nashville, citing irreconcilable differences. So that's, you know, the divorce filings in both cases were true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know if, like, you know, all there those any... about all the rumors getting back to them and their angry responses and all this stuff. Right. That's kind of being filled in by the tabloids. But, mm-hmm. you know, some tabloid stuff is
0: it's true. something. Yeah. I don't know. Is something. Something. <laughs>
4: Also, according to the star, Sammy and Kim actually had had a great marriage. They had both been married a couple times before, and they had both had troubles with drugs and alcohol in their previous relationships. So now, after 14 years of marriage and two kids, they both really felt like they'd settled down. Their crazy days were behind them. Mm -hmm. But then Lori walked back into Sammy's life and everything changed. And Kim allegedly was pissed.
0: So Kim went after Sammy hard in the divorce. Mm -hmm. And we did find a few details of their divorce proceedings on rolandnote.com's country music database. So on day one of their divorce trial, Kim accused Sammy of adultery with Lori Morgan. He fired back and said that she had had an affair with a used car salesman. What? Then on day two, it was revealed that Sammy Kershaw had paid $50,000 $50,000 to settle a sexual harassment lawsuit back in 1997. Oh, man. We could not find any more info about that. Oh,
4: I know. I was like trying so hard, but it's the only Damn. record of that.
0: I mean, I guess if you settle part of that is the whole we're, point we're is we're like, yeah, cleaning this off keeping of it my, quiet.
4: Yeah. My record yep. and stuff.
0: So anyway, so this trial just went on for weeks and there were little bombshells being dropped and thrown mm-hmm. by each, each of them and everything. But during their divorce trial, it seems like Lori and John was it, have a more of a quick and clean process. Uh, CMT.com said, quote, Morgan will keep all her own assets and Randall will keep his. The two have reportedly stated that they will remain friends and possibly work together in the future. So, okay. Sounds like, you know, he's kind of like, all right, yeah. fine, you like Sammy, whatever.
4: So by week three of Sammy and Kim's divorce trial, He had accused Kim of excessive spending, saying that she logged $182,000 in personal expenses in 1999. Well, damn. But Sammy could throw whatever accusations he wanted at Kim, and just nothing was sticking. Probably partly because even during their divorce trial... Sammy and Lori were not even trying to be discreet about their relationship together. Mm-hmm. Lori even opened a restaurant called Lori Morgan's Spicy Hot Chicken Coop, Ooh. which had Sammy Kershaw's potato salad on the menu. <laughs> wow. At one point, Kim Kershaw dropped this bombshell on the courts. She testified that Lori Morgan admitted to her that she had an affair with Sammy back in 1993. Now, Sammy would have been still married to Kim at that point because they got married in the mid 80s. But if we play back the tape from earlier in this podcast, we know that in 1993, Lori was feeling unhappy with her bus driver husband, Uh Brad Thompson, and divorced him for $65,000 and a pickup truck. So maybe that affair had something to do with what ultimately broke up Lori and Brad, mm. or came about because Lori and Brad were already on the rocks.
0: Right, right,
4: right. But either way, hmm. kind of adds a new, a Layer new piece of info to that story.
0: Very true. Well, in April of two thousand one, Sammy and Kim Kershaw's divorce was finalized. The judge had. Zero sympathy for Sammy (laughs) Kershaw. He's like, you are wilding out, Sammy. (laughs) So he was ordered to pay $35,000 for Kim's legal fees, $4,000 a month in alimony, and $6,500 a month in child support. All right. Um, Kim also received primary custody of the kids. And the judge said, quote, Mr. Kershaw's marital misconduct has been open and notorious, with absolutely no discretion being used to protect his wife and children from information concerning his affair with Ms. Lori Morgan.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I love this Tennessee judge.
0: <laughs> Should I give more as <laughs> oh,
4: this Sam Eagle from yes. Tennessee? Oh he no, has
0: a don't change wig it. That's a powdered wig yeah, that he puts I... on to make his judgment. <laughs> I say now, order! Order in this court!
4: country bumpkins. He was sent there. Right. As um,
0: from the city, from
4: the city for being, for being two by the book. He couldn't, he couldn't uh, work with the mobsters that were running Yes. Uh, you know, the city, uh, Seattle, where he had previously there been a go. judge. And they were like, I'm sending you to Nashville. He's like, no, fine, I'll bring my brand of justice to Nashville. And we'll <laughs> see how it works down there.
0: Call me barrister.
4: <laughs> now he's just British. I like I know, that too. I mean,
0: why is he British? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you might wonder, you know, did Sammy take that to heart?
3: Oh, sure. This
0: judge being, like, hella judgmental.
3: (laughs) And he was
4: maybe like, damn,
0: that judge really pegged me. (laughs) Uh, I should maybe act with a little more discretion and humility. Yeah. Maybe act like a gentleman. Nope. Because 11 days after the divorce was finalized, he and Lori went on live with Regis and Kelly to announce their engagement. (laughs) Where they are, like, wanting people to get mad at them.
4: Right? Like, it's not even like, well, they got engaged 11 days later. They went on the biggest live morning talk show in the world to tell literally everyone, yes, screw our previous marriages. We're starting this one now.
0: First, it was chicken and potato salad. (laughs) Now, it's heart and soul. (laughs) So, on September 29th, 2001, they got married in Nashville.
4: Mm -hmm. Now, on Larry King, Lori did an interview, and she said, quote, From the first time I met Sammy, there was attraction there. Nothing happened, and some 20 years later, we were both in marriages, and we decided to get out of those marriages to pursue the love that we felt for each other. It was tough on our family, our children, and our fans, but you know, you only live once. Which, I mean, you know, there's something to that, and sort of like, why am I for the sake of um, etiquette Mm
1: -hmm. gonna
4: delay the thing that brings me happiness right there's there's something there but also you got to consider who you are hurting right you can't always just pursue the thing that you want the most deeply when you've got to consider other people's feelings and well-being as well but you know
0: well and this might be where you know you want some of that self-analysis to come in uh and her to think to herself you know my heart is a little fickle yeah Maybe I don't need to marry every man. <laughs> like, maybe a not. Bit. We could just date for a while.
4: And maybe, you know, <laughs> when there's when I'm married to someone and I'm attracted to someone else, You're I sort right. of ride that out, you yeah. know, and, and try to get through it and see what's going on with... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, who knows what was going on in her I mean, it's mind true. or heart. The but... heart
0: wants what it wants mm-hmm. and so
4: on and so mm-hmm. forth. But a uh, year into the marriage, things apparently got a little rocky again. That mm-hmm. fickle heart reared its head because Lori and Sammy had both filed restraining orders against each other. What? She told Larry King in this interview, which was after they'd reconciled, that this had come from pressure from outside forces who, quote, didn't want us to succeed. They were being played against each other by either people who you know, uh, who were angry about how their previous divorces went down, uh. or by the tabloids who were seeking drama. she said, quote, "We fell for it. We took it out on each other, and one fight led to another, and it became extremely, extremely violent. It was very uncalled for. Hmm. Now of this violence, uh, I could only find out that in court, Sammy is the one who claimed that Lori assaulted him. Um, But she did say that neither of them were doing any drugs or drinking. She said neither of them do because they both had bad histories with it. It was just a lot of built up frustration and hot heads and, you know, tempers and all that. Hmm. Uh, But when she came back later to pack up some of her stuff, you know, they saw each other. Mm -hmm. They started to talk. They realized that they had already gone through so much drama just to be together that they must really matter to each other. And they should try and work this out. They talked for a while. And uh, it seemed like things were going to be okay.
0: Okay. But even though they were later seen acting, quote unquote, lovey-dovey,
4: mm.
0: I guess there were a lot of PDA going on mm-hmm, at the spicy mm-hmm. hot chicken coop.
4: Probably trying to undo all those tabloid headlines. You know? <laughs> Maybe
0: so, yeah. So yeah, even so, they, they had problems. Yeah. Um, in 2005, the hot chicken restaurant closed. Mm. And in 07, Sammy filed for bankruptcy. And later that year, he announced his candidacy as a Republican for lieutenant governor of Louisiana. Oh. And we know Lori, you know, don't like Dayton politicians. Right. You know that.
4: He's nice, Like, I tried that.
0: Uh, by the way, he lost. Yeah. <laughs> he did not win that He did right? not
4: win. Uh, also weird that he, like, declared bankruptcy and was like, I know how to get back on my feet with I... money. Run for politics. Which just say... kind of shows you what a political run will do for your financial situation.
0: That's but I was about to say it's very expensive to run a presidential. Right. I mean, not a presidential. Any 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 office. Yeah. A, a race for any office is pretty pricey. Yeah. So it's like you kind of have to have some of your own money to well, do that. Well,
4: that's what I'm thinking is this was a play against the system. This is one of those like I'm gonna declare bankruptcy so that I have, I can debt free. run for office and in running for office i can raise money i can sell books whatever it is he did because a lot of people walk away from a run with more money than they started with despite having spent millions of dollars on the run there's a big problem with money in the political system is all i'm saying here
0: (laughs) you're so right you're so right (laughs) so on top of all that even their respective crowds couldn't get along Mm. because Lori said she was quote-unquote laid-back music, kind of like Tammy Wynette. Sure, sure. You know, in that vein. Sammy, meanwhile, was more like Southern rock, like Leonard Skynyrd.
4: Okay.
1: So
0: they're like, we can't even tour together because their fans didn't mix. They didn't share interest in the other's music (laughs) or whatever. So it was just a lot of problems like that. And in August of that year, Sammy and Lori legally separated. By October, Lori filed for divorce. Mm. The next year... SunTrust sued Lori Morgan for $327,000 in unpaid debt. Mm. So then she filed for bankruptcy in 2008, citing between $1 and $10 million in debt. Which that's, is like, that's a that's, huge disparity.
4: There's a big difference between $1 and t- Two million dollars. In fact, there's a million dollar difference between those two numbers.
0: (laughs) I think I see what your problem is. Is that you don't keep track? She's like, I don't know. One
4: million, ten million, it's all the same.
0: (laughs) No, it isn't, Lori. It's not. It's not the same.
4: Very much not.
0: So big shock. Lori was never good with money. Mm -hmm. She told The Boot in 2016 that her bankruptcy was because, quote, she didn't watch her own money or audit her accountant. Right. That is a trap, I feel and then, like. If it's you're a, so rich that you have so many people looking after your money, exactly. you have to look after them, right?
4: That was a comment in one of these articles, too, that it's like, it, this is not uncommon for celebrities mm-hmm. who ha- suddenly have a lot of money and don't really know how to handle it, so they have people do, and they just assume all their bills are getting paid, sure. they just assume everything's being handled, and then it's
0: they get fun. a letter
4: one day that's like, hey, it hadn't been handled.
0: Right? And look at know, Shakira, right? I, Wasn't that her argument? Was yeah. that her tax people weren't yeah. doing her taxes?
4: Yep. Yeah. So, that's pretty much the most ridiculous of Lori Morgan's love life. Is yeah. Those those first five husbands, number five especially. That yeah. whole just tabloid drama, divorce, cheating, everything. Afterwards, she did get married one more time to Randy White, a businessman. Uh, that was in 2010, and they seem to still be married happily today. Oh wow! Um, yeah, she's got Stan an, an active on. Facebook page where she almost exclusively posts dog memes. Oh. But they are, she does have pictures of the two of them on a beach and stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, seeming to be doing okay. Doing fine, I she's, guess. She does little tours. She was like, I'm playing this music hall in Niagara Falls and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I guess she's still playing a little bit. So that's that's Lori and her ridiculous uh, love life. Yeah. But ridiculous romance, some might even say. <laughs> what? But now we can finally loop back To Courtney's original Instagram message and the song Whiskey Lullaby that set us off on the tangent in the (laughs) first place. Now that we know how Lori and John's divorce went down, we can understand why afterwards John was kind of a wreck. Right. I mean, his wife, who never even mentioned him in her autobiography about the loves of her life. Right. uh, Was off cheating on him with her, you know, effectively teenage sweetheart.
0: She's eating hot chicken with someone else.
4: (laughs) Right. So within days of the divorce John also lost a record deal and a songwriting contract Damn. according to an article on americansongwriter.com so things a really low point in John's life and he started drinking heavily after this and he went back to a lot of his worst habits just having a really hard time and seeing him in this state apparently his manager said to him quote hey man every now and then you got to put a bottle to your head and pull the trigger and John was like, "Oh shit! I got I gotta write that down for later. Say that
2: again. Say that again."
4: <laughs> Which also, like, imagine walking in on your friend who's like drunk, passed out, and being mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, sometimes you gotta do that." <laughs> I mean, that's like, like, not exactly the what he needed to hear.
0: Especially your manager. Like, <laughs> right? should, should should you not be like, "Hey, man, let's clean, get you cleaned up." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll go on a little sabbatical or something, get your head right. <laughs>
4: you walk in, guys, face down in to the toilet. Three whiskey bottles empty around him, and you're just like, yep,
0: yeah, it happens. Got got going on a bender you know, <laughs> until you die. We I all know, I been like, there, and mean?
4: some of us don't come back.
0: Jeez, you're a terrible manager. Right. I hope John is like, I'm going to get a new manager. Yes. <laughs> Who cares if I live or die? <laughs> well, John cleaned himself up, got back to work, and he paired up with songwriter Bill Anderson to try and put a song together. Now, Anderson had his own idea for a song called Midnight Cigarette.
4: Ooh, now that's he, country.
0: That is, a, that is very country sound. He said, quote, Can you imagine a cigarette just sitting on an ashtray at midnight? Nobody's smoking it or paying it any attention. And it just burns out. And he kind of likens that to a relationship where you don't hit a wall or anything. It just sort of goes away. Oh, it kind of yeah. fizzles, right? We've all ones. had one of them. Right?
4: Yeah, yeah. I just had like one...
0: neither of us are trying to say it, but we both know.
4: I had one where we like never, actually,
0: never really broke we up. never really broke up.
4: Mm. Just kind of left one day. It was like, all right, I guess I'll. Wow. See you later, and so I guess technically I'm still dating that person. Babe, sorry. We, uh,
0: Unbelievable. I'll, I'll text this her this whole time.
4: I'll text her and be like, "Hey, we need to make this official. <laughs> this <laughs>
0: because is your you're Sammy married. Kershaw.
4: You have multiple children." <laughs> <laughs> So She's let's, like, oh, we should break up.
0: <laughs> we should probably break up now. <laughs> She's like, who is this? No offense.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. I actually would take a lot of offense if she said that to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would be very upset. So anyway, John loved the idea for this song. And he said, quote, yeah, well, I put the bottle to my head and pulled the trigger a few
4: times. Oh.
0: And Bill was like, forget midnight cigarette.
4: <laughs> that's the one. <laughs>
0: now that's a line, you know.
4: <laughs> Who told you that? Some supportive friend, I hope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> when they were telling you to get yourself clean. Uh-huh. But actually, both lines ended up going into the song that they wrote together, which is Whiskey Lullaby. Uh-huh. So, y'all, I don't think we can legally play it for you, but (laughs) I do think we can go on down to Poetry Corner and give a read of a few of these here lyrics.
4: She put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. She broke his heart. He spent his whole life trying to forget. We watched him drink his pain away, little at a time, but he never could get drunk enough to get her off his mind. Until the night...
0: He put that bottle to his head and pulled the trigger, and finally drank away her memory. Life is short, but this time it was bigger than the strength he had to get up off his knees. We found him with his face down in the pillow, with a note that said, I'll love her till I die. And when we buried him beneath the willow, the angels sang a whiskey lullaby.
4: There you have it, folks. Whiskey Whiskey lullaby.
0: Midnight cigarette.
4: Midnight cigarette and bottled his head and pulled the trigger, which like, you know, oh, that's clever. But the more I hear it, I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's Dang. so rude.
4: I, I don't mean that. It's that's fine. Stupid. <laughs> a lot of people love that song. It's a very popular song. Oh,
0: that's funny.
4: Um, Our dear listener, Courtney May Klaus, I assume, loves that song. Uh, She knew true. it well enough to make the link between the willow trees sure lines. I'll tell you, we're obviously history fans mm-hmm. and we love going to ancient china and france and you know getting all these medieval love stories and yeah. stuff like that it's a lot of fun so it's nice to dive into something that i think we're really truly unfamiliar with once in a 100%. while just like the country music scene despite the fact that we kind of i mean atlanta's a bit of a bubble but we are certainly surrounded by a Definitely. lot of country music oh, around sure. here yeah sure. and i think we just kind of tune it out generally. Um, So it's cool to get into this story and learn uh, a different, different part of the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, side note, Senator Fred Thompson, Uh who Lori dated, is a exact replica (laughs) of Kelsey Grammer. What? These guys look, look him up. I want you to Google Fred Thompson right now and give me your immediate reaction.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, right?
4: (laughs) I mean, I'm not the first to say so. If you scroll down, there's surely like four pages that show pictures. They're like, Kelsey Grammer needs to play him in a movie or
0: something. (laughs) Actually, people also ask, why did Fred Thompson leave Law and Order? (laughs) 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 Did he have something to do with Law
4: and Order? (laughs) Maybe that's a different Fred Thompson.
0: That's funny. It does say he was an actor, so maybe he was on Law and Order.
4: He sure was. He sure in the, the final months of his US Senate term in 2002, Fred Thompson joined the cast of Law and Order.
1: Wow. Starring
4: as a district attorney. Well, anyway, I, I, it was a really cool story to just stumble across. I love those. Let me look up this song. Ah, there's nothing here. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit here. Oh my God. There's so much Six here. marriages. Yeah.
0: My question is why marry? I feel like after the third or fourth time, I'd be like, you know what? Let's just date for a while. You know, like, why would you want to tie the knot so quick?
4: I think for some people, especially in older generations, Mm -hmm. there's this sort of idea that like that's exclusively why you date someone is to marry them. That's true. And if after a couple of months things are going well, you're like, all right, well, then things are going well. Let's get married Mm -hmm. and then we'll have kids together. And that's why. Also, I think a lot of people, older generations who got married, a lot of, and this came from many years of marriage was a necessity for comfort, which I totally understand. But a lot of people get married quickly and then realize that they're not compatible or they don't like each other Mm -hmm. because sometimes it takes a while to figure that out. Right. So then you got these sort of rotten marriages, these grumpy old people who don't Mm -hmm. like each other or divorce or whatever happens, which is why, of course, we waited eight years. Before we got married, just to be extra sure.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> and again, I still
4: feel like that was like holding our noses and jumping in. So, but I think it's so far it's worked out pretty well. It's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I guess you're right. I don't know. There's, there is, there is something different about people's mindset today, yeah. I guess, about a relationship. Sure. So it's like it's totally fine too. Or, or we even did Kurt Russell and, and Goldie Hahn, who've never yeah. chosen to get married. Yeah. And they've had, um, you know, more commitment than, Lori had with many of her right. actual marriages. And as we've seen several people who married multiple times, like yep. Ron Shepard, what's his name? The most married man or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just think it's funny to have so many failed marriages and then just keep doing it. Yeah. Like, I feel like at some point, if it were me, I'd be like, you know what, let's just, you know what, I'm, we're just going to hold off. Like, I don't get married again. Like, we're together for at least a year or two before... Right. Anything goes down, well, especially with some of them are like there's literally a couple months between
4: it, it is and
0: the divorce and the marriage.
4: To me, I'm like in her heart and mind when, you know, divorce is a fairly ready option. Right. What is the difference between that and just long term dating? Right. Right. I mean, we're in a committed relationship for two years. Mm-hmm. To me, the only difference between that and long term dating is that you had a ceremony to say we're in this committed relationship. And also you said in your vows, till death do us part or something along those lines. And then did not really think that because like till death or discomfort or (laughs) awkwardness or I find somebody better, you know, it was kind of like
0: the fire in my loins.
4: Yeah. So to me, it's just like you, you all you did was technically all you did was date these people. You just made it legally official. That you were which, which
0: I guess is the weird part. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's yeah. not like you're in it for their money or something. Right. You have all your own shit going on. Yep. So you're actually putting your own self in danger by marrying this bus driver or this whatever. Right, right. Whoever. And it just seems like an odd choice, I guess. But, you know, whatever. She, she's happy now. So. Yeah. Good for you, Lori. And
4: she, you know, a life full of adventures. And mm-hmm. for her, that was, you know, I think she was, it sounds like she was more often happy than not. That's um good. and that she was excited each time that she got into one of these relationships. They, she usually dated people for a fairly long time, mm-hmm. uh, slash married them for for a couple of years at least. It wasn't like you know bouncing
0: right from one of the next the all the time.
4: So I don't know. It's certainly not my cup of tea, and I don't think it was. I don't think anyone was happy to get divorced so many times.
0: Nah. And I'm not trying to say she should stay with someone she did not get into. No, I'd much rather not. be a multiple divorcee than be married to the wrong person. Right. But
4: pump the brakes on getting married. In the but first But the marriage, place. exactly. Yeah. Just like
0: just just hang on like, <laughs> yeah. on that part. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am very glad that we got this uh, message from Courtney May. Yeah. Because this was a fun, like, a uh, kind of celeb messy drama situation. Yeah, a little bit of a tabloid um, episode,
4: which we don't get to do too often. Right.
0: But as you say, in the country music world, which yeah. is very unknown to and, me, so that's and, kind
4: of fun. Also, just goes to show that any message you send us could right. turn into something very valuable. So, please, you
0: might not even think so. If
4: you're just like, Man, I have the dumbest thought about their episode, but I, you know what? They won't even care. We will, we will, care. it might change our lives forever. So, please, we might talk
0: about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs>
4: so, do please send us your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas. Anything that might have crossed your mind while you were listening to this episode. Yes. Tell us if you've been married and divorced several times and sort of uh, how, you know, your take on everything we've been talking about here. If we're absolutely have no idea what we're talking about or if we're spot on, you know, I love to hear it either way. Right. So shoot us an email at ridiculousromance at gmail dot com.
0: Right, or we're on Instagram. I'm at Dynamite
4: and I'm at Oh Great. It's Eli,
0: and the show is at Ridic Romance.
4: Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Thanks again, Courtney, mm-hmm. and uh, y'all take a take take it take it take it good. Take, take it, have it fun, it. have it fun there, <laughs> y'all. Fun
0: and take uh, it. <laughs> watch out for Chipper
4: Jones and David Justice. Don't let them into your homes.
0: <laughs> if you see them on your ring cameras. Pretend not to be home.
4: All right. We'll see y'all next time.
0: Love you. Bye. Bye. bye So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous
2: Romance.
3: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury.